This podcast is part of the Christian Geek Central Network at ChristianGeekCentral.com. Strangers and Aliens, episode 239. Strangers and Aliens, summer movie series. Transformers, The Last Night, Road Trip. Welcome back to another episode of Strangers and Aliens, a podcast about science fiction, faith, fantasy, and imagination. I am one of your hosts, Evan David, and I'm here with my other trusty co-host. It's Ben. Ben Avery. I just started the car, put up the windows so we can be in this really hot car. Hooray! We're in Red Ronin, and we are going on a road trip to see Transformers. Yep. Monty Python's Transformers, The Last Knigget. That's what we're seeing tonight. And that joke was probably the best we're going to get tonight. <laughs> so, boy, oh boy, I just listened to episode 131, where we, I was joined by Matt Anderson and Daniel Butcher to talk about Age of Extinction, which I said was the best of the four. And it just all came flooding back to me, all these horrible, terrible memories of how bad that movie was, even though it was the best of the four. So, Ben, are you or are you not looking forward to tonight's movie? I was looking forward to it, and then I remembered how bad the others were. Like, I was actually kind of like, oh, you know, there's there's going to be some good stuff here. There could be some... There's there's knights and King Arthur and explosions and World War II. And, and then I listened to the podcast about Age of Extinction, and it all... All my hopes came crashing down. I... I'm really looking forward to it because it's just these movies i was talking to somebody today at lunch these movies for me they're fun to see in the theater once and then you know after you see it and it's a whole experience then i you know don't really ever have a hankering to see it again but (laughs) i mean i know what i'm getting it's not going to be like a great movie objectively but it it's going to be something to look at and the popcorn should be eaten. I spent three hours sitting in my car driving home from camp. And now I'm going to spend three hours sitting in a theater watching this movie. And I really, I was thinking about it. I, I wonder if I can even stay awake. Well, cause we're going to the one with the, the comfy recliner chairs, Ben. So, and it's also the one that's like five blocks away. So this might be the shortest road trip episode ever. Yes. Um, the, see, we were we went to this theater to go see The Killing Joke also. Was that a road trip, though? That was a road trip. But in the middle of it, we decided, no, let's drive across town to the other theater to see Ghostbusters. So, I don't remember it being a road trip, but... Yeah, we recorded in the car. Okay. So I th- that could have been the shortest one, but now it's probably going to be this one. Yeah, uh, okay. It all depends on how good or bad it is. Okay. So based on trailers... What are you? Give me some stuff you're looking forward to, and give me some stuff you're not looking forward to. I already did. Based on trailers, I was really looking forward to the possibilities of King Arthur and the last night stuff, and yeah, uh, and and you know, in the trailers, this is I sent you a couple messages as I was listening to the last episode about Transformers, and one of them was that my review of the movie was the camera lingers on explosions and women. And that's what the movie was uh, was kind of about. I didn't see any lingering camera shots of women in the trailers that I remember. There's the young girl who is meant to you know grow up to be a strong young woman. But so we'll see. I'm yeah. hopeful that that's 
you know, we can maybe get past that and, and get past the whole adolescent uh, fantasy stuff and get into more, you know, just the action and adventure fantasy stuff. Yeah, I. she is one of the things that I'm kind of like, ah. Yeah, because it seems like they're trying really, really, really hard to push a message with her. Like You mean uh, the message that girls can be heroic and do things and have uh, and not just be damsels in distress and look pretty? I'm not saying it's not a good message. Yeah, uh, I'm saying... <laughs> so you don't like the fact that they're trying to push a positive message for young girls as opposed to every other Transformer movie where the message they're pushing is... Look hot and get along. Look, I'm not saying it's not a good message, and I'm not saying that, you know, it's it's not needed. But I am saying I was not a fan. One of the things that turned me off of the new Keanu Reeves, Day of the Earth Stood Still, was the environmental message that they it's just really heavy-handed. Like, not Captain Planet heavy-handed, but almost. And... uh and that's one of the that's one of the things that turns me off from some even Christian films, is we get away from the story so we can really preach our preach thing that we want to preach, and once again environmentalism, not bad message in and of itself, and Jesus obviously not a bad message, <laughs> but sometimes it can bring the movie down. It's good that the trailer set up your expectations then to not like this girl because of the heavy-handed message in the three-minute trailer, but. But, Evan, I'm guessing that what we got in the trailer is about as much as we're going to get. That's what I'm hoping, because it's a three-hour movie, and that was three minutes. And if that's as much as we get, then they really didn't do their job. Like, the trailer is heavy-handed, but the movie is just kind of going to, boop, hey, there's a message, and then we're gone. So, we'll see. Hey, we're at the theater. <laughs> we are at the theater now. <laughs> what, were, what were some of the things you were expecting? Did you say that? The things? No. Uh, I really okay. So forward. yeah, looking forward to Anthony Hopkins. I, I like the stuff that he's got in the trailer. I like yes, yes, good, good. And uh, yeah, uh, I haven't seen like they've shown a lot of the King Arthur stuff. They haven't shown a lot of the Nazi stuff. Uh, yeah, I wonder if that means there's not a lot. But well, I'm hoping that we get some of that. I hope that'll be cool. And then you know, Age of Extinction, the trailers, all the stuff that I really liked about that movie were, was not in the trailers. So hopefully. You know, I come out liking a lot more than I think I'm going to like. Uh, <laughs> but all in all, once again, I'm here to eat popcorn and watch s- just spectacle. And uh, then hopefully have a fun time roasting this thing after it's over. Okay. And so if it's if it's just mediocre and just dumb, then it's this is just going to be a 12-minute episode. <laughs> but, you know, it depends. We, we might end up having to wait in the car before we – I don't know. We'll see. If it's really, really good, we'll probably wait. And if it's really, really bad – We'll probably wait also. We'll see. But for now, we're going into this movie. <laughs> and we'll seven minute road trip. We'll see what we Woohoo! Get. Here we go. <laughs> Hi everyone. We're back. Okay, we're not gonna do any spoilers here yet. We will do some spoilers in just a moment, but if you have not seen this movie, don't see this movie. <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> don't see this movie. <laughs> don't waste your time or your hard-earned money. <laughs> Redbox it later. I don't care, but I'm just warning you right now that 
there is bad CGI, there is bad editing, there is bad plotting, there is bad scripting, all the stuff that I was reminded of when I was apparently a uh, hundred episodes ago tempering my expectations and in episode 131 i ended it by saying go rent yourself dawn of the planet of the apes and watch rise of the planet of the apes in theaters it's the same thing <laughs> this summer rent the planet of the apes movies and then go see war for the planet of the apes because <laughs> just, just don't watch this one don't do it Okay, so that's our non-spoiler review. I don't. Ben doesn't know if he's laughing or crying right now, and I can't tell either. I. I mean, yeah. So do you want to go into spoiler territory now? That's our non-spoiler review. Yeah, I give this a solid D minus. Yeah, I'm gonna give it a half star out of five. It flirts with like stuff I like. And then you're watching this movie and you're thinking, oh my goodness, this movie is something I should be really, oh, oh yeah, that's not good. That's not, what's happening now? How did they end up in that room? They weren't in that room a minute ago and all of a sudden they're in the room and all of a sudden there's someone there who wasn't there before. And it's like they had this four hour movie and when they wanted to cut it down, instead of cutting out the girl character that we were talking about earlier, who could have just gone away from the movie and no one would have ever known except she was in the trailers. Instead of cutting out all of her subplots, they cut out all the like transitional scenes that you need in order to know that we are actually moving forward in a progression of events. That and all the character building, all, all of it, all the character building and development, except for the contrived romantic stuff uh, between the two leads. That, that, that wasn't even bad. Like that, I'm just used to that kind of stuff all the time in like sitcoms and stuff. That wasn't. That was like the least of the bad. It seems so out of place, though. Anyway, okay, we're getting into we're getting into spoiler territory. Car, and now we're going to play the spoiler organ. Here it comes. Spoilers. 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 Okay, we are officially in spoiler territory. Windows up, because I'm driving. We're driving now. Don't want the wind in the microphone. On the long trek back to my house, which will take about three minutes. So, Ben, what do you want to talk about? I don't even know where to, like, okay, things I liked. The Knights stuff could have been so cool and felt like something. I mean, this is a King Arthur movie. That was that could have been really neat, but they just they just start something and then they say, "Oh no, oh let's let's go over here," and then like I mean the editing, I just I can't believe the editing job they did on this movie. It was crazy. It's like <laughs> they're just jumping and jumping and jumping and jumping and jumping, and it doesn't even make sense. No. It, it's like they forgot, oh, we have to put this in linear, you know, so people can see transitions between this and that. Uh, no, they'll just assume. They'll just assume, oh, they must have gone into that room. But no, when you're doing like an action sequence where there's all these things going on, 
You don't just jump around and all of a sudden you're in a different place. No, when you're in an action sequence to build tension, you need to, you know, actually show where you're going and what you're doing and how you're getting there so that the tension can be built and you can see the tension get relieved or build. And you no, it just doesn't it's it's just bad. Our I think their priorities like just seemed really out of whack for the movie because you do like with a with a movie like this, you've cut it in such a way so that it fits your time slot, but the editing job is just a hack job. Yet you still leave in the solid minute and a half of introductions complete with frozen picture and captions for the Suicide Squad of the Decepticons who are all completely forgettable and die two seconds after they're introduced. Uh, and Okay, that was absolutely like stolen from Suicide Squad. I mean, it looks like it was stolen. It maybe wasn't. But you know what was stolen? <laughs> was We have to have the woman get to the staff and just get the staff. That's what she's going to do. That's It was Age of... Not Age of Ultron. It was Avengers. It was just straight up from the climax of the Avengers, except they threw in like a little more moving parts and stuff. And, and all the, <laughs> the girl power stuff you were worried about, they cut that. They cut out all of her dialogue that she was saying in that trailer that you were like, oh, it's too much. Because <laughs> maybe they agreed with you. Oh, it's too much to actually... But then the character didn't need to be there. She didn't need to be there. She didn't do anything except for tell a little robot to go and stop a gun. It was just... Ugh. <laughs> I was sitting there just thinking to myself, I could be in bed right now or I could be watching anything else in the whole entire world right now. Yeah, I was yawning in the first act, man. And, like, I, I, I was wondering halfway through, like, what would it look like if another director got a hold of all the footage and just put it together? Would it be a good movie? They had, they had seven editors on this thing. It was edited by like seven or eight different people. And my biggest frustration, my biggest, well, I have two big frustrations. And one is the one that um, we talked about in our last episode about Transformers, where this is, this should be a really cool franchise for like all ages. And it, and it just isn't. But this one was the least offensive of all of them as far as you know family friendly content goes but it was the most offensive in that there was so much potential that they just squandered squandered the potential of all the knights and the historical stuff and the uh and even the cybertron stuff like there's they waste squandered. They waste screen time on stuff that we don't need, like the ten billion uh, Cogman Butler jokes that we we just don't need it. But we could have used an extra minute or two of character development. Like, where does this floaty Cybertron witch lady come from? Nope, she's just there. She's talking, and we yep. Your creator, you're my creator. I'm your creator. Yes, you are my creator. Now that we've established that, on with the plot. And there's nothing. There's nothing. And it like, to, is it me or does it not connect at all with the previous storyline that they had set up? Okay, I don't remember much except for what we talked about in our last episode, 100 episodes ago, that I listened to today. I'm so glad I did. But there's this whole thing of like this alien hand like that was touching some sort of button that dropped some sort of thing 
on some sort of planet in the last movie that I was looking for like that pink hand or whatever it was. And it was just, no, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I can't make heads or tails. It was just not great. And I, I just found myself like just putting up my hands in surrender and in frustration that this movie was a thing that honestly better editing would have made it a better movie not to make it longer but to cut some things out but then the other thing that would have made it a better movie would have just been a different director and then they just they they squandered all these cool things and you know that that's kind of how they wrote it i think is that they just went from cool thing to cool thing in their minds wouldn't it be cool to do this cool to do that and then they just jumped around from thing to thing to thing and chase to chase and uh yeah so we we're going to bring in spiritual application okay we we have to okay so i'm i'm giving you the warning okay all right cuz there were a couple things in this there were a couple things one was without sacrifice there is no victory mm-hmm. like that that could be from the bible yep cuz there's victory from sacrifice yep you know there's that that's so much better they said anything. that they said that eight times. <laughs> they wanted to make sure we caught it. I hate this movie. I hate this movie. <laughs> I hate this movie because it's just it's not in any way a good movie. And I'm just just even we're talking pacing and plotting. And then there's no falling action. I mean, there is a falling action because everyone is falling out of the sky. But other than that falling action, plot-wise, we finish and then Optimus Prime starts his monologue. And his monologue is, here is the moral of the story, children. It's not even a monologue. It's like a message, like in last time. Like, but it's a voiceover. It's, it's, and we start with Anthony Hopkins doing a voiceover. Mm-hmm. And then we get Optimus Prime doing a voiceover, and and he, he <laughs> I don't even remember what he said in that voiceover, other than to say Autobots come here because Earth has a terrible secret. Oh Unicron. no, Unicron. <laughs> okay, now so that spoiler alert: Earth is actually Unicron. Bum, bum, bum. And so Ben was really taken aback by that. That as actually, as far as my knowledge goes, is first introduced in the Transformers Prime television series which is a really good series and in that series it was epic so i was like oh sweet but they didn't do nothing with it i'll trust you with that i mean eventually i might get around to watching that with my kids when my youngest is a little bit older to watch it he loves rescue bots and it can get a little dark okay well rescue bots is perfect for his age right now and he's got that it's great and yeah but (laughs) anyway um, so then there is the, uh, other spiritual application that we can get into. And that is just about being heroes and how we all want to be heroes. We all want to believe that there's more to this life. We want to believe in heroes because we want to believe that we could be a hero or something like that. Yep. Yep. There's, there's, there's. You know, it's like that one thing at the end of Amazing Spider-Man 2 where it's just 
you know, they start talking and, and they try and give you the message of the story and it's just gobbledygook and doesn't make any sense. It's, I mean, the message is there and that's because they say it in, in exact wording <laughs> so, several times so you don't forget. And they come so close. Like they do all this, like we're going to show you just a touch of World War II. We're going to show you this battle. Oh, that was squandered. <laughs> We're going to show you this battle in, you know, King Arthur's time. But then we're also going to have Anthony Hopkins just tell you, like, 15 minutes of exposition. (laughs) 15 minutes. And you think, oh, this exposition isn't going. Oh, hey, he just mentioned World War II. Oh, look, we're looking at World War II. What? It's gone. World War II is gone. Like, they just cut away to World War II. And you're thinking, oh, we might be in for something good. Because they mentioned, like, that's the watch that killed Hitler. Okay, okay. And every famous person ever is a descendant of Merlin. All of them. Including <laughs> Shia LaBeouf. Yeah. Like, and that was actually, that was kind of neat. Yeah, I liked seeing him. One, well, the picture they used was basically to make fun of him, but it was his family was the Witwickies, right? Yeah. Well, I think that was his like eBay picture. Okay. But his family is the Witwickies, but then the family line he comes from is actually, you know, they changed the name and it's the Witwickens which is descendant of Merlin as a wizard, the Wiccan, like, that they actually took the time to say, yeah, we're going to make this make a little bit of sense. Yep. (laughs) So here we are. Uh, We're at Evan's house. We've been here for a couple minutes now. It's only five blocks away to this theater that I don't like as much. I like the other theater more. Yeah, me too. uh, But that was a 3D showing. Um, and it was also much later and I'm glad we are not like getting done with that movie at one thirty. Yes. <laughs> so don't see this movie, watch anything else. There are lots better movies than this one. I just was sitting there thinking these people in this theater, like, why are they here? <laughs> well, cause I was waiting to hear, I was waiting to hear the laughing because you know, a lot of the times those like. Those little jokes, you know, those funny, awkward sayings, they get some laughs. No one was laughing in this movie. Like, there was a couple of chuckles here and there. But, like, in all in all the parts that are supposed to be funny, no one's laughing. No. No. And <laughs> I had a metaphor in mind. I, I've lost it. I hope I can, fig- I can remember it. Because, basically, I mean, this movie, it just goes through... And it's just it's just scene after scene, and they're all linked together. And I think they're just expecting you to just go along with it, just just go with it, you know. And I I want I want connection, you know. I want and I, I want to care about the characters, but I don't. Mark Wahlberg, okay, I liked him in this movie, but I think it was just him like reading the lines, just him, like I think yeah. He was doing the Saturday Night Live parody of himself that he does. Mm. That's what I felt like. It's like, hey, man, don't do that. Hey. Yeah. I, th- I think it was another like thing of the editing. You know, it's just like, most lines did not come off as natural. Um, the CGI, like we talked about. Oh, so bad. Not all of it, but there was moments where you're just like, wait a minute. This is, how, how are they, why are they doing this? There was one moment where I'm like, isn't that supposed to cast a shadow? It doesn't. Uh, 
I don't know. There's one there's one scene where they're in the submarine and the the Cogman guy is standing behind him. They cut to another angle, but the angle is like three centimeters to the right of where they were, and now the Cogman guy is disappeared. And then they cut back to the angle previous and he's back. Yeah. Let me talk about let me talk about the girl power thing before we go. I liked what they had. I liked what they had. I thought it was like, cause that that commercial when they showed it was like really over the top for me. It's like, if I want to hear a sermon, I'll go or I'll go to a convention or something, you know. Stop. Well, keep going. <laughs> but but I thought what they had was good, and yeah, maybe they maybe they gutted it of what it was supposed to be. But like, at least they're not looking into the camera and talking to you and saying the things, like they were in the commercial. Well, and they did with other things, but with the, this girl, like she just all of a sudden shows up and she's just all of a sudden there and they don't show you how she snuck on. They don't show you where she hid. You're just supposed to expe- expect that she was able to climb onto a living car and it's living car had no idea that there was actually another transformer and a living human being on this vehicle. And then she just sneaks off of it. And then the same thing happens later on where they're they they've in a military situation they have gotten on this this flying craft and they're all getting ready to to land and she just pops out like hey I, i'm here <laughs> and how did she get there she got on there or anything and it's i'm not saying i would even accept it if they showed it but they didn't show it it's just weird and, and then there's a <laughs> an optimus prime shows up Right, he shows up in the mid, like the three quarters of the way through the two quarters of the way through the movie, two quarters of the way through the movie. Sure, whatever. Whatever. He shows up, and then he's evil. They turn him back to good. Five minutes later, it's time for the heroic speech, and it means nothing. It means nothing to anyone. We don't know even what's happening right now. <laughs> and he turns good because Bumblebee found his voice, which they put a voice box in him and it didn't work it was the siri voice and then all of a sudden he's able to speak and because he spoke that's what turned optimus it's just bad it's just not not good and it's just like the other one it's not long enough or it's too long to be a really good like let's just watch a bad movie and laugh at this bad movie it's too long for that it's too long and We've spent too long talking about it. I think it's time to be done. Because I, 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 I can't. Like, there's just too much. And <laughs> we're done. Okay, last words time. Here's my last words. I literally uh, shook the dust from my feet when I left the theater. Um, I think that's about says it <laughs> sums it up fool me once shame on you fool me twice shame on me but what happens when you fool me five times I actually was kind of looking forward to this movie I really was I was expecting something kind of brainless I was expecting something that was just going to be big explosions but it was going to be things that I liked you know King Arthur Optimus Prime I was expecting, I actually had not high hopes, but I actually had expectations of a movie that I would 
like. And then I listened to my podcast about this that I did with Daniel and Matt from Strangers and Aliens. And I remembered how bad the last one was. And I was just, oh, okay, well, it's okay. And then I went into this and it was just not, not great. Stanley Tucci played Merlin. Yeah, that was funny. It was really on the nose. Like, when I talk about just saying the thing, it's like the joke is he's drunk, but we need to make sure we know he's drunk. So he actually says, I am so drunk. Right. A couple times. Yeah, to make sure again we know that he's. Oh. That's my last word. There was a part where I laughed and really enjoyed the joke. And it was when the cog guy keeps like playing the music mm-hmm. in <laughs> uh, whatever his name is, the speech. That was kind of funny. And and I liked the butler because the butler is actually, uh, he's an actor from um, Downton Abbey oh. who has a great, great voice, great voice. And yeah, there's so many things that I could have liked. And there's so many things that I should have liked and I just didn't. So, I, we we don't need to harp on this anymore, though. Nope. So, um, Evan, it's time to say goodbye, but let's uh, quickly mention our, our sponsor for the episode. Yes, thank you, Dog Wings, for sponsoring us and, once again, for creating our new cover art for our websites and uh, our, our podcast cover art in general. So if you like the look of that stuff where it's it's me and Ben and Steve and Dr. Jason, we're all looking really cool. Uh, that's dogwings.us, and you can find their stuff. They do graphic design and cartoons and caricatures and whatever. And all I have to say is thank you for listening. Sometimes we go, so you don't have to. <laughs> Sometimes. This is this year's Riddick for sure. Godspeed. Thanks for listening to the Strangers and Aliens summer movie series. You can email us at podcast at strangersandaliens.com or leave us a voicemail at 1-804-37-ALIEN. That's 1-804-372-5436. We'd love to hear from you. You can also go to our website, strangersandaliens.com, leave a comment on the blog, or check us out on Facebook, facebook.com slash strangersandaliens. We're also on Twitter, Strange and Alien. Check us out.